that I've been doing to the point in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, happy day to you. Happy uh, Friday uh, to you out there. And welcome in to a uh, Friday edition of the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry in studio, hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. And uh, coming up here on uh, the program, a lot to uh, dive into before the weekend as we got some uh, local sports to recap from uh, last night as well as take a look at the schedule for uh, this evening as well as take a look at the weekend schedule as well on uh, our family of uh, networks. Also got another game on our family of networks. Absolute humongous game tonight with the Illinois Fighting Illini against the number one team in the country, Purdue Boilermakers. And according to the Vegas Oddmakers or whoever makes these ridiculous odds, the greatest team in college basketball, the Purdue Boilermakers, with how much they're favored tonight. And I just saw that line uh, before we started right our show. The on the air, yeah. And boy, oh boy, that makes me angry. And it makes me even angry that our Illinois legislatures doesn't allow online sports betting for Illinois colleges. Man, oh man. But we'll get into that as well as to take a look at the weekend's action in college basketball and also be a hit up on the NFL today as well and I know I mentioned it the last couple of days but I kind of get you set for the weekend there and might take a peek at the national championship game as well but we might save that for Monday's show there and then of course so we got a pick them to get to into the yep. podcast as well as we're picking some of those NFL games uh, that we got there. And uh, then uh, we'll also be getting to this date in uh, sports history as well yes. in uh, the uh, podcast coming at you there and see whatever else we can uh, stumble into here in the uh, show. So uh, that's what we got going on here for the uh, program here on this uh, Friday edition. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get it started and get off with a segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show.
first things first. And we're starting off in basketball. We're starting off in the association uh, last night as we had a pair of games, a pair of games on national television, and they ended up being both pretty good. Another high-scoring affairs as well. As the first game was the uh, Bucks and the uh, Spurs, and it was Milwaukee coming away with the win, 125-121. to And it was, a, of course, billed as a showdown between Giannis Antetokounmpo and Victor Wimbiyama. And, uh, you know, hey, the game ended up uh, living up to uh, the uh, hype there. And uh, Wimby had a nice uh, highlight there, throwing it off the backboard. Yep. Two of them went off 27 points uh, for the big fella last night for San Antonio. But uh, Giannis, he does them better. 44 points, 14 rebounds, three assists shy of a triple-double last night for the Bucks in the win. Yeah, and Travis, you know, to think of Giannis, he did this following a two-game losing streak and the second night of a back-to-back. Giannis has recorded three 40-point, 10-rebound games on zero days rest this season. That included Thursday. That is tied for third most of the season since the NBA-ABA merger, trailing only Moses Malone in 81-82 and Shaq in 99-2000. They both won MVPs that season, so be on the lookout for Maybe Giannis to get the MVP. Who knows? But uh, and Kumbo had 32 paint points. His fifth game with 30 paint points this season, tied for the third most in a season since 97-98, trailing only Shaq, 99-2000 and 2001-2002. Hmm. And it was the second quarter for Giannis. 29 points in the second half, 12 of 16 shooting, as well as four assists in the second half as well. Yeah, you know, Giannis, two for three from beyond the arc last night. Yep. I don't necessarily think that that's his, his game, but. And he made both of those in the second half. He mm. went two for two in the second half. So Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, Travis, was Dame Lillard showed up, unlike the previous night against the Pacers. <laughs> he had 25 points, 10 assists, no turnovers. So yep. that is, uh, when Lillard's on, this team is much better. But he's oh, been definitely. so inconsistent this season. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Don't know. Can't figure it out there. Is it the fact that we're noticing it more? Was he maybe always like this in Portland? We just didn't <laughs> notice it because he was in Portland? Yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah. I, I just I can't figure it out. And maybe it's the he's really kind of the second guy compared to always being Batman in uh, Portland. Right. And now he's kind of uh, Robin to uh, Giannis uh, there. Until it's Dame time course yep and then he might pop up uh but uh yeah so that might be might be what it is there yep and, and you mentioned Wimbiyama travis uh you know it's his 30th career game was last night first player to average three blocks through his first 30 career games since sean bradley yeah five of them last yep. night including a big time one on Giannis inside the final 25 yeah. seconds of the game um however you know, when Miyama ended up uh, falling there. Spurs had two chances to tie the game with three pointers. They missed both those shots. One with 43 seconds left as uh, Jeremy Schoen missed a corner three pointer. Closest defender was 18.8 feet away. And the average NBA player would have had a 50% chance of making that shot. And then with two seconds left, Trey Jones missed a corner three. Closest defender was 8.4 feet away as the average NBA player would have a 43% chance of making that shot so makeable shots and they both missed them there to tie the ball game up mm. that block of Giannis really excited the crowd there I'm seeing on the side which I'm glad the crowd showed up especially with the Spurs having the record they do 
Yeah, I know. Uh, five and twenty-nine, and, and it being Eesh. a back-to-back for the Bucks, you didn't know if Giannis was gonna play. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. can see that being a poorly attended game. Yeah, definitely. But it was not. It uh, says here on ESPN that it was a hundred percent capacity. Yep. Nineteen thousand people showed up yep. there. So, uh, Bucks were favored by eleven and a half points, but obviously the Spurs covering that uh, there and. Uh, Milwaukee picking up uh, the uh, dub there, and now I'm seeing that up with the uh, Coyote and Robin Lopez yep. as well after the game as well. Quite humorous. Uh-huh. And we also had the uh, second game was uh, intriguing as well with the uh, Nuggety Warriors, to uh, say the least, as it was the Nuggets winning there at the uh, buzzer 130-20-7, and it was Nikola Jokic with the uh, Game-winning three-pointer. Banked it in yes. there at the end. He said the bank was open. 39-foot yeah. three-pointer. I know. Uh, that was yeah, a, that was impressive. A nice shot. But, Travis, this shouldn't have even been a game. The Warriors were ahead. The Nuggets outscored the Warriors 25-4 to in the final six minutes of the game. Yeah. If you're the Warriors, wow. you can't f- fade away no. with six minutes left to go. That's, that's winning mean, time. Yeah, I mean, they blew him out in the third quarter. They outscored yes. him by 20. Yes. Um, Jokic, by the way, his game-winning buzzer beater was the longest since Devontae Graham on December 15, 2021 against the Thunder, which was 61 feet. Hmm. Jokic has a 7.5% chance to make the shot, which comes out to about one every 13 to 14 attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and Jokic continues his stretch as he has shot 39 of 44 in his last four games. Third best field goal percentage over a four-game span in the shot clock era, trailing only Wilt Chamberlain. And anytime you get mentioned with Wilt Chamberlain, it's a good night. And, hey, turning back the clock, Travis, Aaron Gordon had 30 points, including 15 in the fourth quarter, his second most points in the fourth quarter in his career. Wow. He also went six for six on free throws in the final frame, his most made free throws in a fourth quarter in his career, and I'm going to say it, Travis, right now. Uh-huh. And it's because I know what may be happening tonight. Uh huh. Aaron Gordon is a better all-around basketball player, and not just a slam dunk champ, unlike Zach Levine. Mm. Ah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I I will say it right now. <laughs> right now. I mean, it's pretty easy after a 30-point performance. I also think Aaron but Aaron Gordon has a ring. And Levine does not. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah, he was on the squad last year, yep. so yep. you would be correct. Yep, he has a ring. So, anyways, uh, Jamal Murray also had 25 points for the Nuggets. Warriors looked like they were cruising. Travis scored 44 points in that third quarter, shot 75% from the field, and then it all fell apart. And all fell apart. You lead by 18 points with 6.51 left to go in the game. You had a 99.6% chance to win per ESPN's probability. The Nuggets, Travis, had a live money line at that point as long as 22-1. to Mm-hmm. And nope. Nope. And postgame, Steph Curry said six minutes left, whatever it was. Gordon and Watson hit some big shots. We gained, we got a little stagnant on offense. It's weird. I actually just watched the last six minutes. Certain possessions started to play at a lot slower than we had the whole game. So um, how rare is it, Travis, to have an 18-pointer get blown, especially under seven minutes left in the game? Well, entering this game, teams were 214-1 and when leading by 18 points in any point in the fourth quarter of this season. The only other loss was the Heat, 
who blew an 18-point lead to the Knicks back in November 24th. The Nuggets became the fifth team in the last 25 seasons to win a game after trailing by 18-plus points in the final seven minutes in the first since the Kings against Timberwolves in 2020. And how funny is this? This is the third time under Steve Kerr that the Warriors lost a game after leading by 18-plus points at any point in the fourth quarter, and the first time they did so with under seven minutes left. Mm. How about that? How about that? And again, people were questioning Steve Kerr after the game, after uh, Jonathan uh, Kaminga was not playing. He finished with 16 points, 5 of 7 shooting, 14 straight game with 10-plus points. But he did it under 20 minutes um, after the game. Uh, Kerr said he was playing great. His normal time to go back in would have been around the five, six-minute mark, and Wiggs was playing great. We were rolling. We were up 18, 19, whatever, so we just stayed with them. So, hmm, have to think about that. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, 20 and a half points a game, and Aaron Gordon has only a 13.4 uh, average for his career, and Zach Levine has 3.9 assists compared to 2.6 assists and a better three-point percentage, free-throw percentage, and uh-huh. a few other stats as well, and made two all-star appearances. Yes, but and I— And Gordon made zero. I don't know of Aaron Gordon ever getting a locker room to turn against him and not being a locker room leader. Yeah. And he was on some horrible Magic team. Yeah, he was. So, hmm. Just saying, if you want, if I want somebody in the locker room, I'm picking Aaron Gordon over Zach Levine. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say you don't really need Aaron Gordon to be that type of player anymore. Kind of the background player. So but, is Zach Levine. Well, he kind of want Zach Levine to be to be the guy, but not anymore. Get out of here. Not anymore, I guess. Definitely not anymore in Chicago. Get out of here. Go to L.A. And crumble <laughs> away there. Uh, maybe you can turn things around there in LA, <coughs> potentially. But I guess we'll we'll see soon enough. Uh, yeah, I guess we will find out maybe sooner rather than later. Uh, there. All right. Uh, so uh, that was the uh, two games there from the NBA uh, last night. What is going down tonight and uh, this weekend? I'll tell you here in just a second if my computer cooperates. Uh, let's see. Uh, the two games on uh, national TV tonight. Oh, the Lakers are back on. Lakers hosting uh, Ja and the Grizzlies. 76ers are hosting in New York in the first game of that doubleheader. Uh, speaking of, Zach Levine potentially could play tonight there in Chicago against uh, Charlotte. And uh, let's see, uh, the Pacers, they're hosting uh, the Hawks, the Thunder, they're in Brooklyn to take on the Nets, Dallas hosting Portland, Denver back in action against Aaron Gordon's former team, the Magic, you got the Suns against the Heat, and the Pistons are in Golden State to take on the Warriors. Also on Saturday, uh, you got a good matchup with the Celtics and the Pacers, and you also Utah at Philadelphia. Milwaukee and Houston take on the Rockets. Uh, Sunday, let's see any intriguing matchups there. Yeah, I mean, Sacramento hosting New Orleans, Minnesota at Dallas, uh, the Nuggets uh, hosting Detroit, uh, Ja and the Grizzlies against the Suns and KD, and uh, Golden State hosting Toronto. Uh, and it's the battle for LA as well. Clippers, Lakers oh, on boy. Sunday night. 
Oh boy, that's a good. Yeah, you put that on. I mean, I guess there's nothing else to do in uh, L.A. on in the way of football. Charters are done. The Rams have already clinched a playoff spot, and they're going to be resting their players. 49ers will probably be resting their players. So, I mean, you put it up against the NFL Battle of L.A. But hey, yeah, hey, that's what they're doing. <laughs> So that's what's going down in the association this weekend. And we'll see if Zach Levine does suit up and is in a Bulls uniform this evening after a long hiatus. Even though this season, him and Aaron Gordon have played the same amount of games. And Zach Levine's averaging three more points per game. Doesn't matter. I'd rather have Aaron Gordon. (laughs) Well, you got Levine for now. Don't want him. Keyword is for now. All right, so we'll we'll step away and we'll hop on. We'll hit up on some more basketball. We'll take a look at last night's schedule and results, and we'll tell you about tonight's schedule as well as the weekend as well. Coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Stay protected with vaccinations from Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy in Effingham. They offer convenient RSV, flu, and COVID-19 vaccinations that fit your schedule. Because getting vaccinated doesn't just protect you, it protects your family and community. Walk in today, there's no appointment necessary and most insurances are opted. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Say hello to the new year with new deals at Rural King. Lower prices, bigger savings on apparel, pet, automotive, and more. Save big on this week's Rudy Special. Heavy-duty tough tote, now only $6.99 each. Plus, get 30% off all in-stock outerwear and 30% off all in-stock fleece. Grab these deals and more Thursday, January 4th through Wednesday, January 17th at your neighborhood Rural King or RuralKing.com, America's farm and home store. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at McMahonMeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Get 10% off select concrete mix when you buy one pallet or more. And there's more. Get 15% off select primed finger joint boards when you buy 10 or more. Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. 
Selection varies by location. While supplies last, discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. And now, like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the original, not 2000. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that, that is a worthy top ten movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep, yeah, I'll give you that one. (laughs) On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. We're at 98 on the game, ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at some uh, local sports from uh, last night. Had uh, some high school girls uh, basketball, including one game that was on our airwaves over on uh, Jack FM. It was Altamont and uh, South Central squaring off in a NTC uh, clash, and uh, this one was kind of one of the Last uh, to impress before the uh, seed meeting or the seeds decided there for uh, the uh, uh, conference tournament coming up in a few weeks. Uh, we got Altamont. They won this game, and it was 65-40 to was the uh, final score. And Altamont, uh, they got off to a, a great start. And offensively, in particular, they uh, seemed like they couldn't miss early on. I know that uh, Altamont started the game off five for ten at South Central, they were like two for ten in the first quarter, and Altamont jumped on them early, seventeen to four lead, and uh, they put up uh, twenty five and twenty one points there in uh, the second and third quarters to uh, get that uh, thirty point margin, and so uh, Altamont only scored two points there in the fourth with the running clock going on. So you know South Central did uh, kind of battle back there in the fourth and. I know that it's kind of like one of the last things that you remember about the game because that was what uh, Coach Carr uh, was uh, talking about, that their intensity kind of uh, dropped off slowly as the game wore on. In particular, the the first quarter, I thought the defense was intense. Uh, They're holding (laughs) South Central only four points, but kind of slipped throughout the game, so we'd like to see that uh, corrected uh, there. But uh, Altamont, uh, 30 points from uh, Grace Nelson, as she poured in there. And uh, Kaylee Lurkins having uh, back-to-back good games here, and uh, she had 14 points uh, last night and uh, carried it throughout the game there as well as the other night. She had most of the damage in the first quarter, but this one was uh, throughout the game uh, there. Those are the only two in double figures for Altamont, but uh, Brianna Grunlow, she hit a couple of threes there for eight points, and uh, she hit a three at the end of the first quarter uh, to kind of cap off that uh, great run in the first, and then uh, to go into the locker room as well. Uh, there she was open for three and knocked it down uh, there. So uh, I thought it was an impressive win once again for uh, Altamont. It was just a, 
a tough shooting night for uh, South Central. And uh, they did get a lot of rebounds off of those misses, and that's kind of another thing that uh, Coach Carr was talking about in the post game about some weak side rebounds. Uh, Calgar kind of uh, had a lot of boards, and she ended up having six points in the game, mostly off those offensive boards uh, there. Uh, tough shooting night, though, for uh, South Central, though. Uh, Webster, you know, the girl that makes this team go, uh, she only had seven in the game, and uh, it was a tough night there for South Central. But I thought it was a, another impressive win there for Altamont going 6-0 and in the conference. Yeah, Altamont just keeps rolling. I mean, this this is a team that's just finding – talk about finding a groove, Travis. They are. Altamont has found a groove mm-hmm. that they continue to impress. Yep. Um, and, again, I, I don't see it – you know, hopefully if you're an Altamont fan, ending anytime soon. It's uh, 13 games in a row now. They they've won and they're 15 and two overall with that six and zero conference record. Uh, but I got to get a big game uh, tomorrow in a stack shootout that we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, elsewhere in the NTC with other NTC teams involved, we had a, a big night there at the Inlow Center for St. Anthony and Stacy Vonderheide as well. Uh, St. Anthony and 93 to 34. They won over Shelbyville, and Stacey Vonderheide had herself a career night there as she dropped 52 points there last night, and that's now a school record for most points scored in a single game. Wow. As I was there for Riley Guy's performance, and that was against Altamont, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, when she did it, and Vonderheide bested that with 52 there last night for 93 points for St. A. And uh, Nancy Ruhal also had a 22 in the game as well. Um, Stacy also had uh, 16 rebounds as well, so a double-double for Vonderheide. And also uh, Ruhal had uh, 13, point, uh, 13 rebounds as well uh, for her. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, elsewhere uh, in the NTC, we had uh, Arthur Oka Christian winning over Cowden Herrick Beecher City, and this one was 43-42 in overtime. And uh, it looks like it was a low-scoring affair there throughout, but uh, Cowden kind of came back there in the third to take the lead, but then a big fourth quarter for uh, Arthur as they ended up tying it up there and then winning by a single point there. Uh, Macy Rodman led the way for Cowden. She had 29 in the uh, contest, but uh, ultimately falling there in a tough one in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Windsor's two straws with the win over Oka Valley. 44-20 was the final score. Samantha Hayes led the way for the hatchet. She had 20. Uh, Kinkler also was in double figures with 10. Uh, it looks like it was a comeback there for Windsor. They were down by two after one quarter, but outscored them 12-6 to and then 14-1 to in the third quarter to go on to win there. It was uh, Fairfield picking up the win over Nioga there as it was a 41-24 final score uh, there for uh, Fairfield as it looks like they were in control from the very start and Nioga had a tough night there. Uh, looks like uh, it was Osborne leading the way in the points department. She had nine. Uh, Campbell had eight uh, there in the loss. Uh, Brownstown and St. Elmo picked up the win over Mount Olive, and that was by a 58-20 final score there. It looks like uh, Seaball led the way for Brownstown. She had 19, and uh, Diana Hazlitt also 
Hard at 14 in the contest. Looks like Brownstown jumped on them early, 15-8 after the first quarter and 22-8 in the second quarter. They outscored them to take the big lead into the half. It was also a Dietrich getting the win over Ramsey, 66-41. to And it was a Britain leading the way for a Dietrich. She had a 23 in the game, but it looks like uh, three other girls were in a double figures as well. Uh, Wessendorf had 11 uh, Miller had 14, and uh, Tegler had 10 points as well. And that was a comeback there for uh, Dietrich. They trailed uh, after one uh, quarter, 27-16, to 16, uh, but then it was all Dietrich after that. It was uh, Flora picking up the uh, seven-point win over North Clay as well, 47-240 to was the final. Over in Tetopolis, we had uh, T-Town pick up the win over Mattoon, 56-32, as Mattoon had the slight two-point edge after one, but then it was all T-Town as Tetopolis outscored them 15-2 to take the lead at halftime, and they ended up winning the second half there as well. And it looks like uh, Chloe Probst led the way for uh, the shoes. She had a 14, and Niemerg had a 12 there. Uh, Ruhal was close to double figures. She had eight in the win as well. And uh, so it's T-Town picking up the dub. Mohamed Seymour over Normal West, 62-58 to 58 was the uh, final score. Taylorville over Decatur MacArthur, 74-25. to 25. It was Robinson with the win over Cumberland, and that one was a 75-43 final score in that one and it looks like here it was uh shoemaker leading the way for uh cumberland she had 13 in the loss and it looks like uh, jones uh, was leading scorer for uh the maroon she had 19 and marissa zane added 17 and shea had 14. 22 to 10 robinson led after one quarter uh cumberland tried to close the gap there in the second halftime but uh, ended up uh, Robinson winning the second half there. And it was a Sullivan over Champagne St. Thomas Moore, 58-40 was the final. It was Newton over Lawrenceville by the uh, final of a 65-42 uh, there for the Eagles. As it looks like uh, Newton had the one-point edge after one quarter, but then uh, turned things around, outscored him by 10 in the second Ended up going on to win. A bolt led the way for Lawrenceville. She had 18, uh, but it was uh, Kessler having 20 points for uh, the Eagles. And uh, Cameron Martin added 18 points as well for the victorious Newton Eagles. It was uh, Paris winning over Terre Haute, south of Vigo, and that was a 52 to 43. And uh, that was a win that was significant because uh, Coach Tingley uh, picked up a. Uh, Milestone there with wins, his 500th win uh, there at Paris. Congratulations. Absolutely. So a uh, big one there for Coach Tingley and already inducted into, going to be inducted into the Coaches Hall of Fame uh, this year uh, there. So 500 wins for him. Uh, Casey with the one-point win over Marshall, 35-34. was Mount Carmel over Alney, 43-27. And it was Hillsborough with the win over Vandalia, 64-36. Greenville over Staunton, 50-44. Pena with the win over Piasaw, 49-21. Carleville over North Mac, 49-47. And Gillespie winning over Litchfield, 63-19 in a blowout. 
One of boys score from last night, it was Tri-County falling to Arthur Ocaw Christian, 74-61. Schedule for tonight, it looks like this NTC team's involved here. We got a, a conference matchups of Cowden Herrick Beecher City at North Clay and a St. Elmo Brownstown hosting Windsor's Two Straws. A uh, couple of out-of-conference games, Sisney at uh, South Central and Martinsville hosting Yoga. And I saved this one uh, for last because it's going to be on our airways over on uh, Jack FM. This one's a uh, conference clash, big one uh, for the seating purposes for the uh, boys' conference tournament starting on January 22nd. And it's Altamont visiting uh, Dietrich tonight over on uh, Jack FM. Always fun when these two get together. Seems like it's an entertaining game all the time. And... As far as I was concerned, I said in the pregame uh, yesterday at some point in the game last night, uh, that I think this would be for the two seed in the NTC uh, tournament. Uh, and it's also a pink out night there in a Dietrich. So it's going to be a packed gym. Mm -hmm. Can't find a spot. That's okay because we got you covered over on the radio side. So make sure you tune in to the entertaining game between the Indians and the Maroons uh, there. Maybe see some dunks tonight. Maybe. Potentially. Yep. Looking forward to that. Uh, we also got Effingham making the trip to Mount Zion. It's Taylorville at Macomb. And it's the Coles County Clash on the boys' side as it's Mattoon hosting Charleston this evening there in that uh, big game for those communities. Uh, in the Lincoln Prairie, you got Arcola hosting Argenta, Oak Valley at Heritage, Sullivan is at Villa Grove, Arthur hosting Saragordo, and a Tri-County making the uh, trek to uh, Cumberland tonight, and that's over on our airways at WSCRA this evening, and Eric will have coverage for you there with the Titans and Pirates matching up this evening. Yeah, Cumberland trying to get back on the, the board, you know, haven't had a, a win since mid-December in the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament, Cumberland trying to get... Uh, a conference win, more importantly, but facing a very good Tri-County team, uh, improved Tri-County team recently. Mm -hmm. So, uh, tough one for the Pirates, but maybe being back home will give them a little home cooking and give them some positive momentum. Potentially start off the the new year yep. on the right foot. You just got to uh, wipe the first couple months of 2023 out the yep. window and turn the page as a new year for the Pirates. Yep, yep. That's how you got to look at it. Uh, in the little line eye tonight, you got KZ there at Paris, Fairfield hosting Lawrenceville, Mount Carmel is at Robinson, and Alney is at Marshall this evening. And the Central Illinois Conference, you got Central A&M at Macon Meridian, Warrensburg Latham hosting Dade, Cater St. Teresa, Clinton at Hayworth, and you also have a Tuscola at Shelbyville this evening. Uh, Vandalia is at Litchfield, Hillsboro against Carlinville, Pena at Staunton, Gillespie at Piasol, and North Mac hosting uh, Greenville uh, there. And in uh, uh, girls basketball tonight, you got a couple of games. Uh, Clinton at uh, Hayworth and Hillsboro uh, hosting uh, Carlinville uh, there this evening. I'm going to take a, a quick peek there at the uh, schedule for uh, tomorrow because we do have some a lot of game action. Uh, we have Topless. They're making the trip to Warrensburg Latham tomorrow. Uh, St. Anthony is also in Decatur to take on uh, St. T. Uh, St. Elmo's hosting uh, Grayville. Central A&M is at Nioga. And we got another game over on uh, Jack FM. Altamont back in action as they'll be hosting Woodlawn uh, there. And that's scheduled for about a 3.30 tip for the varsity. Uh, JV gets started at uh, 2 o'clock. And we'll have coverage of the varsity game over on Jack 
Um, and also, um, at Mount Zion is at the St. Joe Ogden shootout. Uh, we also have FEM at Robinson, uh, Taylorville and uh, Canton is going to be at the Taylorville shootout at 630. Also there in a Taylorville, it's Litchfield again, Pleasant Plains at two o'clock. Mandelia also makes the trip to Salem. Marshall is at Westville and Newton is at Marion tomorrow. In a girls of basketball, you got the uh, Pauls shootout there in a Breeze Central. It's a stacked uh, shootout as a lot of area teams that are ranked in the top 10 in the AP are going to be there. And at Teutopolis, they're going to be there against uh, Petersburg at 3.30. And uh, that is going to be the game before Altamont. And Altamont will square off against uh, Christopher. Uh, there at the uh, Paul's shootout. And so it's the big matchup. It's uh, Nelson versus Hargrove uh, there. And uh, we'll be there. We'll have coverage for yep. you. And uh, this game's going to be over on WCRA as well due to the uh, boys' uh, schedule uh, there. Don't want to miss any of that action uh, tomorrow at the stacked uh, Breeze Central shootout. Yeah, should be a fun one. Looking forward to that uh, over in Breeze tomorrow. Absolutely. got, man, all those good teams there in Breeze. Uh, you also got St. Anthony traveling to Flora. Cumberland is hosting Windsor. Uh, Neoga is at Casey. Uh, FEM hosting at Mount Zion. Uh, Charleston is at Mattoon on the Coles County Clash on Saturday for the girls. Uh, Paris is in the Taylorville shootout against the host, Taylorville. You also got Tri-County at Salt Fork, Nokomis hosting Oka Valley, Heritage at Fisher, Arcola at Hoopston. You got Edwards County at uh, Mount Carmel. Olney is at uh, Salem uh, there. Um, and you also have uh, Tuscola at uh, Tolono Unity. And you have uh, Vandalia at Pinckneyville, Pleasant Plains at Pena, and Carlinville hosting Auburn. And I think I got it all. And if you missed any of that, you can check out the website later on as we'll have the schedule posted and uh, we'll have all the scores posted of tonight's games as well on the website. Click on our local sports tab to follow mm -hmm. along there. All right, so we move along and we keep the theme going of basketball and we keep the theme of basketball on our airwaves because we got a, a game tonight going down here on this station and it's a big one in the Big Ten. It's Illinois, Purdue, in Mackey, and we'll talk about it, as well as the rest of college basketball coming up. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
just a few hours away. Music City is waiting for you to make your next getaway a hit. Experience Nashville's creative energy filled with live music, world-class attractions, year-round sporting events, and a diverse food scene. To plan your trip, go to visitmusiccity.com. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Say hello to the new year with new deals at Rural King. Lower prices, bigger savings on apparel, pet, automotive, and more. Save big on this week's Rudy Special. Heavy-duty tough tote, now only $6.99 each. Plus, get 30% off all in-stock outerwear and 30% off all in-stock fleece. Grab these deals and more Thursday, January 4th through Wednesday, January 17th at your neighborhood Rural King or RuralKing.com, America's Farm and Home Store. Football is back, and NFL Plus has you covered. Get NFL Plus, and you'll never miss a moment of live football action this season with live local and primetime games on mobile, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, live game audio, and more all in one place. That's right. This season, get NFL Red Zone and NFL Plus Premium so you never miss a touchdown. That's every touchdown from every game every Sunday during the regular season across devices. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Not him day this season. And now. The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from a 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a nine iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and of a golf shot. And it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now. Steal my moment. thunder. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues ended their two brief two-game losing streak with a 2-1 win over the Canucks in St. Louis. St. Louis down to 19-17-1. They visit Carolina tomorrow. Missouri Tigers begin SEC play when they host Georgia. Mizzou Arena tomorrow. Tigers are 8-5 in non-conference play this year, including a loss to Illini. The Billikens aim to avoid their third loss in a row when they visit George Mason at Eagle Bank Arena tomorrow. St. Louis 7-7 overall. College basketball action from yesterday. Western Illinois defeated Southeast Missouri State 68-61. Eastern Illinois, they took down UT Martin 79-72. SAU Edwardsville fell to Little Rock 88-80. Tomorrow, Missouri State visits Bradley. Southeast Missouri State hosts Bethel. Eastern Illinois is at Little Rock and Western Illinois welcomes Lindenwood. Chicago Blackhawks no showed on offense once again during a 4-1 loss to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Blackhawks now 11-25-2 on the season. They are in New Jersey tonight. In other team news, Connor Bedard became the youngest All-Star in NHL history yesterday. The Bulls aim to avoid their third straight loss when they host the Hornets at the United Center tonight. Bulls are coming off a 116-100 loss to the Knicks in the second game of a back-to-back on Wednesday. Chicago 
currently 15-21. Tonight's game tips off at 7 p.m. And Brett Phillips has signed with the White Sox. Welcome in. Uh, welcome back to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports on the Reeds. A team from Chicago doing something. We signed a reliever. I did see that, yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> you had that on SportsCenter the other day. Yeah, because I, I, I wanted to pinpoint the fact that we actually signed Actually somebody. did something. We do know what we're supposed to do in the offseason. I guess so. Still waiting on something else. Yeah, waiting on a couple of something else. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still waiting, too. Eh, there's not like a outfielder that you could potentially Flash lock up. Baseman. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe a pitcher. <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, it's something. Anything. Anything. <laughs> Uh, and I did see uh, yesterday that uh, Harrison Bader is going to go to the Mets. Yes, yes, Palmer that Cardinal. was a little bit later on in uh, Sports Center, but yeah, uh, gotcha. One year deal. Spoiled it. Spoiled it. That's okay. Hmm. All right. So uh, college basketball is the uh, theme here of this segment, and we had some action uh, last night in top twenty-five. We had uh, the Wildcats of Arizona beat uh, Colorado ninety-seven to uh, fifty. So. Buffaloes, you know, I was gonna uh, throw shade at them. They are eleven and three to start the season. I was gonna say they're not good in football or in basketball, but basketball team's doing decent. Yep. Not just not last night. Uh, Memphis won over uh, Tulsa seventy-eight to a uh, seventy-five, and it was a, a three-pointer there in clutch time to get the dub. James Madison over Louisiana sixty-eight to a sixty-one. Number twenty-four Gonzaga. One over Pepperdine, 86-60 was the final. We had a couple of Big Ten games there last night. We had uh, Sparty pick up the win over Penn State, 92-61. And what happened? Michigan. What happened to Michigan? Minnesota. Minnesota won, 73-71. Hate to see it. File it in that department. I know. You hate to see it. Six and eight. For Juwan Howard and the Wolverines. It's almost like he's a bad coach. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Yeah. Can't wait to see where you go down the road. <coughs> While you could be not accepting NIT invitations, uh, Illinois will be onwards and upwards there. Speaking of Illinois, we got uh, the top 25. Uh, the only games in top 25 is UConn against Butler. The Huskies ranked number four. And the big top 10 uh, matchup here, it's uh, number nine, Illinois, going to uh, Mackey, number one, uh, Purdue. Apparently the greatest team on planet Earth as the line here this morning, Purdue, Favor by ten and a half. Give me a break here. This is not just an Illini fan uh, here, but ten and a half. Come on, these people don't know. I I agree. I mean that's a little ridiculous. I'm, I Purdue should be favored, but why not by ten and a half? The only reason why I think it is so high, Travis, is the question marks around the Illini. Because yeah, what questions? Terrence Shannon Jr. Not playing. We don't need him. You see the last two games? Yes. But we don't need them. Purdue. Yeah, but still. Right, Northwestern beat Purdue. In the Big Ten, anyone can beat anyone. We know that. That's why it, all, they all the teams stink in March. Fairly Dickerson beat Purdue in the uh, in the tournament. That, exactly. Exactly. And we destroyed both of them. Yes. Without Terrence Shannon Jr. I, I know. But 
but I do feel Purdue should be favored. I do think it shouldn't be this high. I would say in the ballpark a seven. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's a nice about number. Five to seven, I think. I, I, I just... I don't know what Illini team showing up. The ones that get hyped up for big games or the ones who let us down when they should win. This is a big game. This should be a moment. This should be Missouri. This should be MSG. But I have a sinking feeling it's going to be more Tennessee. Hmm. Yeah, I just... Uh... Illinois is good at neutral and Illinois is good at home. Yeah. They haven't performed great on the road. Yeah, if you remember last year, uh, they we were here in Mackey on Senior Day, and it was a pitiful performance yeah. in the first half. But there was a late charge in the second half, and we ended up closing the gap. We ended up only losing by five. Uh, but you know, who knows if we actually played a little bit better in the first half, we could have pulled off the upset right uh, last year. But right. Yeah, I mean, I understand your uh, trepidation there, but I just think that this team is uh, built different, and I just think that, you know, they North the Northwestern game was a game where we could have came out and we could have looked uh, sluggish or we could have just not showed up, but uh, we didn't. There wasn't a letdown, and this team's different. And it's all going to be about uh, Zach Eady as well. Um, you know, he's going to get his points – He's probably going to get, you know, the f- officials will probably be in his favor. So there'll be a lot of ticky-tacky fouls. So we'll see if Coleman Hawkins can be out of foul trouble. And Dame Danger as well will come up big in this one. Maybe Gear can uh, guard him as well. If anybody else in the uh, backcourt or the front court, whatever you want to say, uh, matches up not quite as well with the Illini as Edie is obviously a great player, reigning uh, player of the year. But right. it's the other guys that will have to beat the Illini. I just I wish I had a ding counter, Travis, for every time you mention Illini bad officiating and this team is different for the past three years because we'd be dinging it a lot. Hmm. Because I've heard you say this multiple times. This team is different. This team is – no, they're not, Travis – Yes, they are. No, they're not. Until they, they are. Me. Win today, I'll start jumping on the bandwagon. What about what about maybe not winning, but no, they have to win. They have to win. Prove to hmm. me that you are who you say you are. You want to be considered one of the big boys? Beat a big boy. Hmm. On the road. On the road too. Absolutely double. Yeah. Prove to me. That you are who you think you are. Hmm. Dennis Green was right all along. <laughs> the Bears are who they thought they were and they let them off the hook. The Illini are who I think they are until they prove me wrong. Yeah, you're right. They are who we thought they are. The second best team in the Big Ten. So, they are who we thought they were. And I will keep saying, I don't care about the regular season. Do it in March. <sighs> That's- yeah, because Purdue really showed up there last year, too. At the end of the day, who's raising banners and who's celebrating as champions? That's how you win a championship is play well in March. No one remembers who won besides you because it's you, senior day. No one cares who won a game in January. You get to establish what teams are. 
But again, do it in March. I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired of this. I'm so I'm so tired. I can't enjoy sports, and I can't enjoy the little things. Why Why would I even enjoy uh, the little things if it's all just going to end in a loss anyway? So we've had this argument before. I'm not going to go through it again. And we're up against the clock anyways. Uh, 7.30 tip-off tonight in Mackey. Uh, we'll see, but who cares? It's just a regular season game uh, there. Uh, coming up, uh, the Illini guys, uh, Sports Spectacular, powered by the Illini guys. We'll have more to say about this, and we'll talk about the NFL to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. This is Lucas Kerning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. And now... The starting lineup. Eric Fry Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still God. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9 The Game. into the uh, start in a lineup quick breather there but uh, we got a only a little bit of time left here on ESPN radio and uh, coming up we'll continue more conversations into the pod including uh, Pickham as well as this state in uh, sports history as well there's a couple of games here on the NFL Salada that are important for playoffs. We already ran through them a little bit earlier in the week, but a pivotal couple of games on a Saturday tomorrow as the Steelers match up with the Ravens. Steelers playoff spot on the line, and Ravens already got this thing locked up, and uh, Lamar's not even going to play in this one, so that's why the Steelers are favored by three. Uh, it's going to be the uh, first primetime game of the season for both these teams, so the Texans and Colts, and uh, both teams uh, could clinch. Well, one team is going to clinch a, a playoff berth with the win, uh, but the division crown is still in sight with the uh, Jaguars uh, game uh, there against the uh, Titans on a Sunday to see if either one of these two teams could be crowned uh, AFC South champions. But, you know, you got C.J. Stroud and the Texans. And Garner Minshew and the Colts, just what we thought it would be in Week 18. 
yeah. for potentially the, the division. No, not at all. But <laughs> no, that's no. What, where we, where no, that's where we are. Seven <laughs> fifteen yeah. is the uh, kickoff there on a Saturday. On a Sunday, we got some implications here in the games. Vikings clinging to playoff hopes, but they're going to need some help as well. Uh, the Jaguars could end up losing the division, and uh, if weird things shake out, they could potentially lose out on the playoffs. As well, somebody in the game, somebody's got to win at the NFC South. It's the Falcons and Saints matching up in New Orleans, and that could hinge on the outcome of that Bucks game as well against the Panthers. Panthers already wrapped up the number one overall pick that's going to Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, they are in Green Bay to take on the Packers as... Not a lot to play for for the Bears other than uh, to uh, knock Green Bay out of the postseason, potentially. And the Packers, this is a huge game for them uh, because, you know, Jordan Love can come out and make a statement that he led the Packers to the playoffs and Rodgers didn't. But same exact scenario that you had against uh, the Lions last year. Divisional opponent, playoff on the line, you win, you're in. And uh, especially this one is a team that you've owned over the past decade uh there in the bears so we'll see what goes down there at lambo uh this weekend yeah and you can hear it right here on 99 of the game right here with the packers favored by three points there and we'll, we'll be, be picking this one picking that one for sure uh eagles and a cowboys still up for grabs in the east uh the eagles are in uh east rutherford take on the giants uh dallas is in washington to take on the commanders uh, you got the Chiefs resting the uh, starters and Patrick Mahomes after they wrapped up the AFC West there against the Chargers. Uh, Seahawks are still clinging to playoff hopes. They're going to need some help, though. And even if they win against the Cardinals, uh, like I mentioned, the Rams of 49ers, both teams will be setting out players. So uh, that one may be less intriguing than it could be. And then it's all in the line uh, on Sunday Night Football. The AFC East, up for grabs. Bills, Dolphins. Can the Bills turn it around and win the division and get into the postseason? I skipped over a couple of matchups uh, there. The potential last game for right. the Bill Belichick and the Patriots against the Jets and Browns against the Bengals. I think that's the only one I skipped over. Broncos, Raiders as well. Broncos, yeah, they're kind of clinging to life, but they're going to need some help yep. uh, there. All right, so we'll be back on a Monday to a recap it all, and we'll see where the playoffs shake out and what the schedule is for a wild card weekend. And uh, so enjoy the last regular season week of NFL football. Coming up here in the pod, we got some pick em to do as well as this date in sports history and let's see whatever else we can come up with in the pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is the Sports Spectacular powered by the IlliniGuys.com. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to on 98.9 The Game. Suzuki the call. No, oh, no, no. Oh, my goodness. Well, 
welcome back. Welcome to the uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we got some random news and uh, notes to uh, get to. We also got to get to our pick'em game as well as get to uh, this date in uh, sports history yep. as well. Yep. Coming up here in the pod and lots of things for this date. A lot of yes. moments that we'll remember. Yes, and also uh, I got two NFL things I want to bring up. Okay. So we're good to go those as well. Yeah. So is there anything on Sports Center you wanted to hit yeah. on? Tyrese Halliburton leads East Guards in all star votes. I think well deserved. Yeah. Uh, for how he's been playing. Uh the Ravens are signing Delvin Cook. Of course the Jets cut Delvin Cook and uh the Ravens are I gonna sign him. That. I did see that. Yep. I mean <laughs> uh just hopping on Hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah, that's what they said that they were going to do, so release him <laughs> so he could go to a playoff team. So I guess he's just going to go to the best one available. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lions' Amon Ra St. Brown is upset over his pro ball snub. Hey, it's the pro ball. Calm down. Exactly. It's the pro ball games, yeah. after all. And just sit and wait. All these yep. people that are going to be injured or going to sit out the game, you're, you could still play. Yep. yep. So... Uh, Draymond Green is returning to a Warriors facility, so he has, uh, according to a report, uh, satisfied the league's requirement to return. So get ready for that. Of course. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see here. Uh, as Travis mentioned, Harrison Bader signs a one-year deal worth $10.5 million with the Mets. The Mets. The Mets. Yeah. Hmm. The Metropolitans. Yeah. The... And Thigala leads after uh, round one of the century, the first PGA Tour event of the year. I had no idea that was going on. Neither did anyone else. (laughs) Uh, And that's SportsCenter. That's your SportsCenter. Yep. All right. So uh, I guess let's get to uh, this date. All right. This date in sports history. Travis, on this day in 1920... The Yankees announced the purchase of Babe Ruth. Yep, that was significant. And the curse of the Bambino begins. Begins, yep. yep. <laughs> On this day in 1983, Dr. J rocked the baby dunk. Ah, Dr. J. Yes, yes. Iconic moment right there. On this date in 2003, in the AFC wild card game, Browns quarterback Kelly Holcomb finished with 429 yards and three scores. The Browns jumped out to a 24-7 third quarter lead, but Steelers quarterback and XFL alum Tommy Maddox overcame a pair of interceptions by throwing for 367 yards and three touchdowns, and running back Chris Famatu Maafala capped off the Steelers rally with a three-yard touchdown run, which is 54 seconds remaining as the Steelers knocked out the Browns 36-33. That's right. How about that? <laughs> Can't forget. Good old Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox, XFL. XFL MVP. That's right. Uh, also on this date in 2009, after being controversially left out of the BCS championship game, number three Texas beats number 10 Ohio State on a final minute touchdown by Quan Cosby. I didn't even know that it was yep. controversially left out. Well, it was the BCS, so everyone's yeah, it was controversial. I, I don't really remember that. Uh, January 6th, which will be tomorrow, January 6th, 2021, Bradley Beal scored 60 points against 76ers, matching Gilbert Arenas in 06 for the most points in a game in Wizards franchise. 
January 6, 2014, Jameis Winston leads Florida State to a comeback win over Auburn in the BCS Championship game to close out the team's perfect season. Hmm. January 6, 2007, in an NFC wildcard game, the Seahawks outlast the Cowboys 21-20 thanks to an infamous gaffe by Tony Romo. As uh, Romo, the holder, bobbled the snap, forced mm-hmm. to scramble, but uh, yeah, that's didn't, uh, uh, yeah, not a good moment no, for Tony. No. Uh, January 6, 1996, Don Shula retired as Dolphins head football coach. Mm-hmm. End of an era. January 6, 1996, Steve Young attempts a then-NFL playoff record 65 passes, but his 49ers lose to Brett Favre and the Packers 27-17 in the divisional playoffs. Hmm. <coughs> January 6, 1995, Atlanta coach Lenny Wilkins passed legendary Red Arbach for, to become the NBA's all-time winningest coach with 939 career victories after the Hawks beat Washington 112-90 at the Omni. Wilkins reached the victory record in his 22nd season as an NBA coach, including four as a player coach. Mm. And Travis, January 6, 1994, Nancy Kerrigan is attacked ahead of the 94 Winter Olympics as an unidentified man strikes her knee with a blunt object and leaves. Yeah, I think I've... Why? (laughs) Why? I think I've seen that somewhere else uh, this week. Why? Yeah, that was... uh... A famous incident there. Yes, yes. And finally, January 7th, 1972, the Lakers extend their NBA record win streak to 33 games with a 44-point win over the Hawks. Streak would come to an end two days later with a loss at Milwaukee, the team the Lakers went on to beat in the Western Conference Finals. Hmm. January 7th, 1992, Tom Seaver voted to the MLB Hall of Fame with 98.8% of the vote, the highest in MLB history at the time. Since then, it's been passed by Griffey, Jeter, and Rivera. Mm-hmm. January 7th, 2010, Alabama beats Texas in the BCS Championship game after knocking out Colt McCoy early in the game. Marcy Crimson Tide's first title under Nick Saban. Yeah, I remember that. It was supposed to be a good game, and yep. then got it all got that game. dashed. Yeah. yeah. But to think, Travis, we're only 13, I mean, now 14 years into Nick Saban being in Alabama. Why does it feel like he's been there forever? It has been, because they win. A lot. They win all the time. Yep. And finally, in 2019, Clemson gets the better of Bama, winning 44-16 to claim their second national championship in the last three seasons. A 28-point loss is the worst loss in Nick Saban's Alabama coaching career. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Take that. That, Nick Saban. Take that. I'm sure that... You didn't even make the play... Oh, yeah, you did. Never mind. Yeah. And you lost to Michigan. Badly. Badly. Didn't even deserve to be there. That's right. Florida State should have been there. <laughs> exactly. After their 60-point drubbing. Exactly. Against the team that Alabama beat. That's right. <laughs> but their quarterback, Travis. Exactly. As T.O. says, that's my quarterback. But all the players. That's my quarterback. Mm. <laughs> that's my quarterback. All right, so uh, let's uh, move along here and I guess keep with the uh, uh, T.O. theme as we just had Romo yeah. talking about him as well. That was a part of that deal as well. Yep, yep. I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's what he was talking about, if I remember correctly. No. 
I don't think it was that one. Well, it it was while Tio was in Dallas. It was yeah, so it, and it was like a it Romo. was like a playoff game, but I don't know if it was that one. But it was obviously he was talking about Romo. That's all I meant was that he was. Oh well, about yeah, Romo. he definitely was. Yeah, yeah. So let's keep with the uh, NFL theme here, and uh, let's go to pick him. <laughs> Football pick for this week. Yep. Running out of games. After 12 last week, we get two this week. Technically three, but one will pick out Monday. Yes, of course, we'll pick the Natty, but we'll wait for that. Yes. So first As one. I, when I penciled it in on the show, in the pre-show meeting, I thought we'd talk about it, but then I realized, no, we do have a show on Monday. Oh, you must have been listening to Greeny. <laughs> potentially but also i was thinking that we didn't have a show last monday because of new year's yes. so i was thinking that we wouldn't have a show this week but we do it's not a holiday no yeah. so we're back at it <coughs> so go forth all right first saturday night texans at colts texans minus one and a half travis who you got uh, this is the winner goes to the playoffs uh, everybody's been doubting the uh, Colts all season, so yeah. I'll go with the Colts here. You're going to go with the Colts? I'm Travis. I'm going to go with uh, the Texans, and it just proves that if you get rid of Lovey Smith, your team is better. <laughs> clearly. clearly. Clearly, and that's clearly the only thing that changed clearly. in Houston. Clearly, Lovey Smith, Father Time, is not the answer. Clearly. Quit giving him coaching jobs. Can't do it anymore. Let's Goodness time, what? not anymore. Is he back in the North Pole? I think so. Isn't he done? Isn't he done? Gotta say, I don't think start checking out that list for next year. I, say, I don't think he's uh, doing anything. Good. Keep him away. Although <laughs> the Bears are looking for a coach, Travis, maybe. No, they're not. Keep it ever a defensive, well, I would say a defensive coordinator. No, the Bears are looking for an offensive coordinator. Yes, yes. Speaking of the Bears, Travis, our next game, Bears at Packers. You can hear it on 98 on the game. Packers minus three. I'll go first since you went first last time. And there's nothing I love more than to see Packers fans upset, so I'm going to go Bears. I have nothing to go off of other than that. Nothing makes me happier than the tears of Packer fans. Yeah, that's it's definitely true. <sighs> so I I'll play the game here, and I'll go reverse psychology. We're Packers. Green Bay. Okay. Uh, but Bears by a million. Bears by a million. Keep him out of the playoffs. Justin Fields keeps his job. Everflus keeps his job. You improve from week one to week 18. And keep those stinking Packers out of the postseason the for the second thing. year in a row. That's the important thing, Travis. Just keep them out Had of the playoffs. Had it. Yes. Had it, but then you didn't. Okay. Speaking of NFL, Travis, mm-hmm. a couple of little NFL things I wanted to rant about for a moment. We're done with Pickham because those are only two games. I find it hilarious, and you can argue with me all you want, Travis, 
that Justin Fields has thrown. Now, I know he hasn't been at every game. That's going to be your argument. Has thrown almost three, uh, almost 1,000 yards less than Jordan Love this season. But no one on either Green Bay or Chicago has ran for more yards this season than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Even further proof that he is a running back, not a quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Jordan loves play the entire season. But still, that's a huge discrepancy. Justin Fields, 2,400 yards. Jordan Love, 3,800 yards. But he has 630 yards rushing the football. Dylan for Green Bay at 613. He's the top leader for Green Bay. Justin Fields is the leader of both teams for rushing. Yeah. That... You're playing to a guy's strength. He's not a quarterback. I want him to be. How many rushing rushing yards does Justin Fields have? Uh, 630. I know Lamar has more. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 821. Yes. Kind of comparable. But again, how many... Passing yards does Lamar Jackson have? 3,678. 2,414. So we're getting 1,000 less passing yards. And Lamar can thank Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews. Out of Justin Fields, 2,400 yards, 1,300 have gone to DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. So, again, you're saying Lamar can thank all these other guys. Fields can thank DJ Moore because he's the only one on the team who I think can catch the ball. Exactly. So, Justin could easily have a 1,000 more if he had more inept receivers. 216 for 354 as far as passing goes. He's only attempted 354 passes this season. Yeah. That's a problem in today's NFL. Yeah, but that's okay. He's only played in 12 games. Still a problem in today's NFL. Mm. And the fact he also took a dig at the Packers, I don't like. So It was true, was it not? You're coming in as the underdog. You're coming in as the team who has a head coach in question, and your job is in question. Just be quiet and show up and play a good game. Hmm. I mean, they are kind of feeling themselves right now. They are, and they shouldn't be. They have no reason to. When here's a four of their last five. Against who, Travis? Uh, the Lions. That Lions game, that was an impressive game. I'll give them that. They should have won the one in Detroit, too. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda won the game in Cleveland. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Hmm. They've been in a lot of close games this season. I'm not saying they haven't been. Yeah, I was going to say, they easily have three more wins. But they should. They need to close the door. You know, they started off 0-4. And, and yes, I, I'm not going to argue that it's against teams like the Cardinals and the Falcons but and the Panthers, too. But, you know, that's why I think this team has the confidence is that they started off 0-4 and, and now they... 
standing can only be one game below 500 to end the year and they should be very proud of that fact and I, again and i think I'm that's why i think that's why justin fields would make a comment like that but you're just setting yourself up for failure if you don't go in and perform if he comes right. out and has a two interception game and they get blown out right everyone's gonna look at him and go what a moron you're already right. on hot water in chicago there's already half the people don't want you there, and the other half want you there. You have an organization that has the number one draft pick, and they don't know what to do with it. Don't give them ammunition, is all I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, what we're talking about here is uh, Fields made a comment about uh, Green Bay in a press conference. He said, I know their fans are going to be loud because there's not much else to do in Green Bay except watch football. And again, I understand it. It is a dig at Green Bay, Travis. But isn't it also kind of a dig at your fans, too? Because there's more to do in Chicago than just football? Eh, No, I didn't interpret it that way. Well, if he thought they were going to be loud before. Well... They're, They're going to be, be even loud. louder now. They're going to be even louder now. So, again, you have to show up and perform. Yeah, even more reason to come out and shut him up and perform. Yeah. And if he does, then I tip my cap to him, and he will be um, definitely my, my number one on top three on Monday. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, then he still may make my top three for being one of the dumbest people I have seen in a while. <laughs> because I think, Travis, why I think it isn't smart is because – Again, your job's on the line. More so than his coach. His future is in question. I mean, we we say that, but I think, honestly, you're you're not going to make up your mind on just this one last game. I think your mind is made up one way or the other, and you're looking at this game to validate the reason why you're going to do what you do. If he has a bad game, you can validate it, and all right, we're going to get rid of him. We're right. going to trade him for all the picks that we can get. Right. And if he has a great game, leads him against the Packers, then we're going to keep him, and we're going to validate it with that. Or he's worth but, more. But it's just not going to be It's not going to be decided by just this one entire game. And clearly the fans have made their voices loud and clear in Chicago what they want. By chaining, we want fields at the end of the last game. Yes. So their mind's made up. The guys in the locker room's mind's made up. Yes. Travis, I'm, I'm going to say this. And hopefully the organization, the power that be, listen to the people. I think this is the least adv- advantageous a number one pick has been. Right? I think this is the one of the worst positions to be in with the number one pick. That we've seen in a long time. Mm, you could say that, but you also could say that it's also you have a lot of options. I think. But you're always gonna be it's gonna be looked at like Ryan Leaf, Eli Manning, or Peyton Manning. Mm. If you trade the number one pick. What Justin Fields does is always going to be compared to Caleb Williams or whoever goes one. 
If you don't and you trade Justin Fields and you draft a quarterback at one, that's always going to be compared to what Justin Fields does. Yeah. He is going to be tied into this draft more so than the draft he was chosen in. Mm-hmm. Where, let's not forget, you traded up to get him. Right. And I think that, to me, is is why it is. If the Bears didn't have the one pick right now, Travis, then it's easy to go lineman. You go lineman at 10, 11, 12, right in there, and you're good. Mm-hmm. But because you have the one pick, yes, you could get a lot of draft capital back, but you're always going to be questioned what could have been. Isn't As, that what they have been doing for the past exactly my point six years with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, well, I was going to say, or with Mitch Trubisky. Well, yeah, that's the two go hand in hand. Yes. So, and Fields and Trubisky that. will be tied forever because Fields was the guy who replaced Trubisky. Now, I think Fields is on the better end of that. But I also, as we've said on this show, Trubisky did not get a fair shot. Yeah. With a competent coach. <laughs> right. So, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, Matt Nagy. knew you had to say that. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think the Bears are in a position to look good here. Because if you trade fields, you're going to tear apart your fans who are already, by the way, on the cusp of getting out of there because you've already made it known you want to leave Chicago. Yeah. And they're already mad at ownership. Mm-hmm. And they're already mad at the front office because, remember, this past offseason, they were supposed to be big spenders and free agents and have lots of money to kill. And they right. really didn't bring in anybody. Yeah. So the fan base is already mad at the front office. Mm-hmm. Ownership in the front office just, I don't think, talk at all anymore. The guys in the locker room, I think, don't trust front the front office because... They make moves, and we all shake our head and go, why are you making that move? Right. Hmm. I I just, I don't know that there's a right answer here. Yeah. And I think that's a bad place to be in. Yeah, whatever they decide is definitely going to decide the legacy of, you know, polls and yep. all that tenure and whatnot. So... It's going to really shake out those. this was a success or a failure. And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, if you if you do move on uh, from uh, Fields and every national person that I'm seeing here on ESPN, I go down to three yep. stories yep. of national people says that they should move on from uh, Justin Fields. And if you do that, you know, you, like you said, the guy whoever replaced him, whether it's Caleb or Drake May, they'll always be tied and compared to him, so they already have that mounting pressure. Yep. As well as the mounting pressure of uh, Chicago, who's dying for a franchise quarterback, yep. and Justin Fields was supposed to be that person. But I don't know. And then let's say teams aren't desperate enough to get a quarterback with that one pick. Maybe people aren't sold on Caleb Williams or, for whatever reason, just don't want to give up the draft capital because they know the Bears – you know, are picking one and they aren't going to pick a quarterback and they go Marvin Harrison at one, when you even look more possibly ridiculous. Because mm. you didn't get anything back for that one pick. Even though Marvin Harrison Jr., I think, is the best pure prospect in the draft. Yeah. And he could definitely help this Bears team. Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of people would go, you can't sit at one. Like, the Bears cannot sit at one. Yeah. And draft a wide receiver. Yeah, they they won't. They'll they'll move down. But do they move down too far to where they miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr.? That's to me, that's the question. Hmm. Yeah, no. I don't think that they would. I think that it's so can't miss that you literally cannot miss. You have to go and get him. And I don't think they would let him slip through the cracks. Harrison Jr.? Yeah. I think so, too. But then where do you trade to? Mm, Three. Four. I think four would probably be the only option. And, And here's why I say that is because... At three, if everyone knows you're not taking a quarterback, and I need a quarterback, and I'm at three, I'm not going to trade with you. Because I know you're not taking a quarterback. You know, currently right now, you would think that, um, you know, whoever could come up and get that uh, one pick, but uh, Washington, they need a lot of help. They need a lot of help. New England... They would probably jump at an opportunity to draft one of the two, May or Williams. Cardinals, I mean, you would think that they would probably snatch up Marvin Harrison if they had the chance, if they believe in Kyler Murray, which... We don't know about that. Yeah, they do, but they don't. They signed up, They signed him to a big extension, but they also put a lot of clauses in it yep. and whatnot. And yep. I don't know if this year really has sold you he on it or not. Yeah, yeah he was. Was at the year. very beginning of yep. the year, yep. I, again, that's that's my question, Travis. Is how far back can you go if you're the Bears and get a Marvin Harrison Jr. Because you mentioned, you know, obviously Washington at two, they can stay at two and get one of the two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots could stay at three because you know Chicago is not going to get a quarterback. Yeah. So I'm not desperate to trade with them. Unless I think the Bears are going to trade down mm-hmm. to another team is going to get a quarterback. But I think the Cardinals are the only place they could trade to and still get Marvin Harrison. Yeah. I don't know. Because I think Even. the top three picks are locked in as May, Williams, Harrison, in some particular f- rhyme or reason, particular order. former fashion. However you want to – I think those are the top three picks. Right. That's why – I wouldn't be upset with the Bears staying at one and getting Harrison. Yes, you miss out on a whole bunch of draft picks later on. But you need to get some help for Justin Fields if he's going to be your guy. Well, why couldn't you do both? Why couldn't you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. plus have a lot of draft picks? Because I don't see a scenario where you can make that happen. I know it's only moving up a couple picks, but I I could I could see it. Some second rounders. But third maybe. But again, we just mentioned the four teams. Mm-hmm. Bears, Commanders, Patriots, and Cardinals. Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna get picked by one of those four spots. Mm-hmm. 
if you trade with the Cardinals, they're picking Marvin Harrison Jr. They're not picking a quarterback. If you trade with the Patriots, they would get a quarterback, and you could probably end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. there at three. I think if you're going to trade, that's the one. Yeah. But anything and past that, you're not getting Also, him. you got to remember that the Bears would pick at 10 as well currently right now, depending on the outcome of the games right. on Sunday. Right. I mean, I guess in theory they could trade back to four and then trade up to two with their two first-rounders. But I don't know if Washington would want to do that. No, probably not. And I don't think the Patriots would want to do that. One team that the Bears have been kind of leaked to for a while and maybe say that it's a good fit for uh, Fields is Atlanta. They're sitting at number three, at number nine right now. So you'd have to think that they would have to give up a lot to jump up that much if they wanted a quarterback or trade for Fields, I guess. Right. I, I was going to say, in your scenario with Atlanta, and that's the one I've seen too, Fields is part of that trade, but we are talking Fields is staying. Well, yeah, but I mean, still, like, if Atlanta wants to jump up there and take one of the quarterbacks if they wanted to. But I think if you're Chicago, you're missing out on Marvin Harrison Jr. You're not going to pick him at nine. You're not getting him at nine. No. He's not falling that far. No. That's why I think the Bears are in an absolutely not advantage situation Mm. because you either have to keep the one and get Marvin Harrison Jr. If you believe in Justin Fields, I think you just have a lot of options. So having options and having good options are two different things. I guess so. Can have lots of options. That doesn't mean any of them are good (laughs) because we do not say Travis I guess I would rather have options than not have a pick at all. Well, yeah, like your Rams. Carolina and the Rams. Yes, I know you're used to that. Yes. But I also feel, and I know the Bears need a lot of help. We all know that. But I think a lot of people would say they need someone, they need an explosive player on the offense. Yeah, they need one to pair with Fields and more. Yeah, and I, I think Marvin Harrison is that guy. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can miss out on that opportunity to get him. No. And again, I don't think they will. This is this is where going back to the front office, you need to you need to show show what you're made of. Like let this be your lasting legacy. If you're going to stick with Fields, fine. Then you keep one or trade to 3 and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Mhm. Those to me, you said lots of options. Those are the only two options. If you're keeping Justin Fields, which I think they should. Just want to say that. Do I think he's a great quarterback? No, but I think he's the best one you got right now, and I believe in him more than Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Then I think you have to get him some help. You definitely have to get him some help. And you have to get an explosive playmaker. And the most explosive playmaker in this draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can't miss out on him again. I would trade to three. That would be my one trade. If I'm going to make for the one pick, otherwise I'm sitting at one and I'm just going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. At one and say, this is where we're going. Don't like it tough. 
I guess what I was trying to get out of the of the options is you'd have like a lot of teams you would think or you would have multiple teams yes. trying to call for you no matter what you're going to do. Yes. And you would have a lot of uh, phone calls You'd have to a make. Lot of so, phone calls. But yeah, of I, suitors for the number one pick or for fields. So. But how many of those phone calls again are advantageous to you? Yeah, that's what you got to wade through. It's what you got to figure and out. And to me, there's one, and that's New England. Other than that, I'm not calling you. No need to talk to me. Mm-hmm. So, all right, two other things, and then we can get out of here real quick. Okay. Okay. The first. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Iffy with the shoulder. Yeah. Division on the line. None up in play. Mm. Division on the line you play. Yeah, I would think so. I don't I don't want to hear this. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to play. You play. <laughs> Jacksonville's a chance to win the South. You play. Yeah. I, I would I, agree. I, I To me, that's just – that shouldn't even be a question. Mm-hmm. And finally, Aaron Rodgers being voted the most inspirational by the Jets. What a joke. I mean, to be fair, I don't know who else they could have vote for, voted for because no one on that Jets team is inspirational, but I think Zach Wilson and everything he went through to come out and play for the Jets after basically they cast him off as an outcast, mm-hmm. that's pretty inspirational to me, more so than coming back to play on a practice squad. Right. Because you weren't good enough to get him to come back to the to actually play in a game. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's just a bunch of people trying to soothe their egos so they can be on the team next year. Potentially, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Brown said, it's inspiring, man. That's one of the most difficult injuries to come back from. See his recovery, even without being on the field, has been remarkable. And the attitude he's had, I'm sure the day-to-day isn't easy, but he doesn't complain about it. But he hasn't played a game. He keeps everything light and the mood light. He's fun out there. He's just very youthful in his approach. Like I said, it's inspiring. It's motivating. And it's unprecedented. <laughs> what a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, J-E-T-S, J-O-K-E. Joke, joke, joke. Uh, here, here you go. E- even more of the uh, a player that is named after the most inspirational player award. It's named after Dennis Bird. He broke his neck while playing for the Jets in 1992, and he was killed in a car crash in 2016. And the Jets announced six in-house awards, including Team MVP, who went to linebacker Quincy Williams. But the most inspirational from a guy that broke his neck. Broke his neck and then died in a car crash later. <laughs> in a car in accident. It's going to be yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who didn't get back on the field besides three snaps. The practice field, yep. Yeah, because the the team was out of it. Mm-hmm. I I would have said he could have been the most inspirational Travis if he would have suited up for these final couple of games and at least attempted to play some football. Then I'd right. say, you know what? It's inspirational. He came back and played at an NFL level. Right. Instead, he's out there playing in a t-shirt and shorts during practice. Right. You ain't playing. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. This is uh. This is kind of trash. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, kind of dumb uh, there. And, and, yeah, he's just going on every single week on the McAfee show as well. <laughs> Open up the can of worms, it seems like, every single week, always saying something to put himself in the news. I've always not what an li- egomaniac. I've always not liked him because he played for the Packers. 
Now I don't like him because of the person he is. Oh, yeah. He's just a horrible person. Get out of here. There's a there's a reason why his family doesn't talk to him. Good job, Danica Patrick, getting away from that person. <laughs> I know. She's happily married now. Good for yeah. her. Because he's nothing but Toxic. Problems. Toxic for sure. Very much so. Go uh, hide away in your little deprivation getaway. Right. Will he go into the darkness again? Go into hibernation like a bear because you have the IQ of a bear. And have the mental stability of a bear. <laughs> Go hibernate, Aaron Rodgers. That's why he owns the Bears. He is a bear. <laughs> there you go. He became one. God. <laughs> I hate that man. Uh, inspirational. No. To his Jets Not teammates. Not the least. <laughs> According to his Jets Couldn't teammates. Couldn't be inspirational enough to get him to the playoffs. No. No. Couldn't inspire the team that no. way. Uh-uh. But... He was Still. there for us in practice. Well, I really translated to the game. Keeping the mood light. Yeah, that's because right. when you're losing games, that's what you want. Light mood. Good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. Good vibes. Just like this. We're keeping the good vibes here in the show. Not me. Like, I'm getting frustrated on this whole show. <laughs> Illini frustrated me. The Bears. Aaron Rodgers. Trevor Lawrence. I'm just mad. show took a turn in the third segment. It did. <laughs> it went all downhill from there. Yeah. You cut the tension in here with the knife. Yes. Legit heat, brother. Uh, hey, you know what? Again, <laughs> in the words of somebody, Travis, prove me wrong. Uh, prove me wrong, Alina. Do it tonight. Prove me wrong. And then I'll start believing, as I said on the year-end show. I want them to get into the second round. I want them to get to the second weekend. Second weekend. That's all I want. Two wins and I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. You made that prediction and then uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Thanks had charges. So, that happens. <laughs> all right, we'll see how the Illini do. wins. That's all I want. On Monday. And we'll be back to recap everything that happened this weekend. So, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Have a, a great weekend and ILL.